My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies, the best golf app in the business. This is the Century Tournament of Champions from Kapalua, Hawaii. Let's go. What's up, Golf Addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. This is the first podcast of 2018, and we are pumped as PGA Tour Golf returns to Kapalua in lovely Maui, Hawaii. It's the Tournament of Champions, and me and Pat are here to give you all the action to break down our picks, guys we don't like. We talk about one and done. We talk about strategy, contest selection, and all that good stuff. But before we get into that, we recap the amazing year the Tour Junkies had in 2017, and we talk about what we've got coming in 2018. There's some huge things coming. You need to be in the know. We also have an incredible Masters contest that you don't want to miss. We talk about it in the middle of the show, a way that you can earn $250 worth of Masters Pro Shop merchandise from the Tour Junkies, and it's super easy, super simple. We are so excited for this 2018 PGA Tour season, and we appreciate all of you for coming along with us. We truly hope to have our best year yet, as we are now in year three of the Tour Junkies podcast. So without further ado, let's hit the Century Tournament of Champions. Let's go. What's up, Golf Addicts, and Happy New Year. It is 2018, and the Tour Junkies podcast is back at you, ready to tackle the Century Tournament of Champions. But before we do that, we have some other things that we want to cover as this is the first show of the new year. It feels like this is the official first start of the PGA Tour season, although it's not because we've had the fall swing. But after a break in December, we are back. We are better than ever. We are ready to go. My man, Pat Perry. How you feeling, buddy? I am feeling good. I'm going to start the year off with just one word, and that's boom. Boom! cannot wait for 2018. So excited. Uh, Just, wow. I'm ready. Ready to go. It's going to be good. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff to cover in this podcast, not to mention picks and strategy for the first event of the year um, over in Maui in Hawaii. But before we do that, I I think, you know, we need to recap briefly 2017. We did that somewhat um, a few podcasts back, but 2017 was so good to us, Pat. We had some amazing shows. We had some amazing guests. We went to some amazing tournaments. We got to meet some listeners throughout the year. That's always a lot of fun. Um, and we just want to start off this podcast in 2018 by saying thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for engaging with us. Um, thank you for letting us penetrate your ear holes each and every week to talk golf. It's so much fun. 
Um, and, and we've been doing this. This is now going on year three, Pat. And mm-hmm. I just, I find it hard to believe that it's going to get better, but I feel like it's going to get better. And it's because we have amazing listeners. So um, thanks to everyone. It, just to recap, Pat, we had some great guests in 2017. I tweeted this earlier, but if you missed it, here's a list of the guests we had in 2017 on the podcast. We had Kip Henley. Caddy for Austin Cook. We had Fred Funk, the Funkster. We had Patton Kazire, JT Postman. Our boy Stephen Bowditch, Baldo, was on. We had Chesson Hadley. We had Kevin Kisner twice. We had Bob Parsons, owner, founder of GoDaddy and PXG. We had Adam Hayes, 17-year tour caddy, currently on the bag for John Rahm. We had Gino Benelli, just a hilarious guy, caddying for Joel Damon. We had Jason Sobel of ESPN, uh, big-time golf writer and contributor over at ESPN. Super Bowl champion Lawrence Tynes, former kicker for the New York Giants and fellow golf addict. We had Max Homa, just a fantastic interview with Max, funny guy. He's played on the PGA Tour, doesn't have status this year. He'll be on the web. We'll be tracking him. We had TJ Rice, who was caddying for a couple guys on the PGA Tour last year, also hilarious, gave away. Uh, a full bag of clubs, which is pretty cool to a listener. And then we had Lee McCoy, uh, Georgia boy, who just won the Web.com finals and will have full status on the web, and I have a feeling we'll be seeing him on the PGA Tour. It was an incredible season in in guests. It was just a lot of fun. We asked the the people on Twitter to tell us their favorite interview uh, of the year. But, Pat, I want to ask you, what was your favorite interview out of those guys uh, in 2017? Wow, man, that's a hard, that's a hard question because they they were all so good. I think I want to make you pick one though. I think if I have to pick one, it's probably going to be, the, and this may surprise you, but it's probably going to be Gino, Gino Benelli, really caddy yeah, for Joel okay. Damon. I think he just not only is was it because I thought the interview was great and he's just a hilarious guy, but then everything that's come since then, you know, he's he's uh, he's good to us. He always has some funny stuff. Um, especially on like his uh, his Twitter and his uh, Snapchat account, just a, just a good dude. But but yeah, I'm gonna say Gino. My second is gonna be Parsons. Okay, so it's tough for me. I, I'm Bob Parsons was incredible because he's so interesting, and there's so many facets to that guy. And if you just consider who you're talking to and who you're listening to, the guy's a multi-billionaire and is just changing the golf equipment game. So that, to me, was just the most fascinating interview uh, and also hilarious. I think other than that, I think the close second is the Kisner interview where he told a story about you a few years back, (laughs) drunk and jumping through the bushes and running barefoot down the street. Um, that he, was pretty good. I didn't know he was going to bring that up. And, yeah, and of course you would like a you know an interview I, where somebody you know yes you know reveals something about me that you can make fun of me for. So I loved that that he was all about the who lit the kids hashtag. That's where all that really got started. That was a great one. Uh, I definitely enjoyed that. But what what an amazing lineup we had. We're going to have some of these folks on again this year. We hope we we hope to get them on again. And uh, it's it's just good. I also went on Twitter yesterday and retweeted some of our favorite tweets of the year. So if you go to our timeline and just scroll for a while, I think I retweeted like 30 tweets all the way from January um, through like November because all the other stuff you've seen recently. But 
Really yeah. had some good moments. We had some funny. We had some some funny tweets. So if you missed any of that, or you're a, a newcomer to Tour Junkies, you need to go back and scroll through our Twitter timeline. They're there pretty recently, and you can check that out too. It's good stuff. I had forgotten about the uh, the time you and, and and your wife and I were at the bar singing. Yes, yeah, that was uh, that was the beginning of the dry spell discovery. That's that right. That, um, right. We had Dry Spell 2K7. Just a great year. It was it was a lot of fun. That's not a that's not part of a great year. Dry, dry well, Spell 2K7. It was 2K fun for 17. me. It was it was pretty fun. Yeah, well, it wasn't fun for me. Mm-mm. Um, you know, I think also we need to say this: if you're just now picking up the Tour Junkies podcast, you must go back and listen to the TJ Origins and Tribal Knowledge Pod. We released it just a couple weeks ago in December. And it tells you all about how we got started, who we are, um, what we stand for, our core values, what our mascot is all about, how we came up with our brand, um, the story of Tour Junkies, and then uh, some of the inside jokes. It will fill you in on those so that throughout the year, as we hit on those, you know what we're talking about. And you can laugh with us. That's the whole reason we did it, because we want you to be able to laugh with us. We don't, we don't want... Any portion of this podcast to go by and you'd be scratching your head like, what the <laughs> are these guys talking about? You know, like we don't we don't want that. So um, you got to go back and do that. Anything else in 2017, Pat? I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I thought those were those were a couple things we, we needed to mention. No, I think I think you hit the highlights pretty well. Um, definitely had a lot of fun, though, doing the Origins podcast. Highly recommend it when you have some time. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm ready for 2018. Well, and getting into 2018, I want to talk about a few things um, that that are going on with us and that will involve the listeners to get started. First, you probably noticed in the intro, we have a title sponsor for the entire year of 2018, and that is 18 Birdies. How appropriate, right? We are extremely excited and, and honored to partner with 18 Birdies. We've been working with that team for a couple of years now. It's kind of fun. Like They really got started and, make, and made a push in the golf app world about the same time we started the podcast. We met each other, and we just clicked. The, the, the owner over there, Eddie Louie, um, and the people that work over there, Josh Hayes, and, and those guys are just phenomenal people. It's a great product. I mean, the 18 Birdies app has blown up. I believe there are over a million downloads or maybe even more than that now. Um, it's the best app on the market as far as a golf app. It's really the only one you need, it, whether you want to you know, keep, keep up with your own stats and scores and, um, or whether you want GPS for the golf course. It's got a, tr- a tremendous GPS feature. Um, and then the social aspect of it is fun. They're just a great company. They even facilitate golf betting. So if you're playing a, you're playing a game with your friends and you want to do a Nassau or you want to do Wolf or whatever it is, they can keep up with it for you. It does all the scoring. And we will be proudly pumping you guys towards the 18 Birdies app all season long. Uh, and we are really pleased to have them sponsor the show. It means a lot to us. And it's a, it's a fantastic app. So you guys need to make sure you download that. How about the lineup of players that they're they're starting to get on the board? The players they're getting, right. They got Wesley Bryan, Harold Varner, Paige Spiernak, Willie Wilcox, Tom Lovelady, Steven Yeager. Um, who else? Andrew Yoon, uh, Lanto Griffin, some of these new web.com guys. They yeah. got some stuff. Well, and you got I mean you got Ernie L's backing them. Ernie L, yeah. Jason so, Kidd. Yeah. Just 
became an investor. So 18 Birdies is, is just doing their thing. We are we are really happy to have them on board with the Tour Junkies podcast. We also do written content for them every single week. So if you go to 18 Birdies and check out the blog, you can find our fantasy golf write-up uh, every single week. It comes out usually on Tuesdays or Tuesday afternoons. So check that out. We'll be doing that all week. We are really pleased to have them on board. Uh, a lot of you guys have been asking about our one and done this year. We have moved to a different location for one and done uh, in the 2018 season, and it starts this week, and it is at gupscorner.com. Brandon Guptill is a, a, a friend of the podcast and just a good guy over in Flower Mound, Texas. And he's, uh, he's, he's been coming on here, man. He's got him a little team assembled at Gup's Corner. They're putting out great content. But I'm really happy to play in the Gup's Corner one-and-done contest. I believe, Pat, it's like somewhere around 1,200 entrants into that contest. So if you want to get in that, you better get in like right now. Um, I don't even know if you can get in it right well, now. Yeah, honestly, I don't, that's, you better get it now anyway because we're only, what, a few more days from, right, right. from but that's, not being able to get in. So. That's where we're going to be, so uh, we're really looking forward to that. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But we'll be talking more about One and Done for sure every week. Um, you know, guests. We're going to continue to bring you fantastic guests. We've already started lining up some for the 2018 season. Some guests that you've never heard from before and some guests that you've heard and are just favorites of the pod. Uh, we will continue to bring those to you. Uh, we'll continue to bring great questions. And uh, if you have any native area questions that you'd like to submit go ahead and email those at info at tourjunkies.com we would love to get some fresh native area questions flowing to our our guests um the last thing i want to kind of tease pat as far as the tour junkies outlook for 2018 is a potential listener event now Pat, we didn't talk about this before the podcast, but I don't know how much to disclose here. What do you, what do you what do you think? Should we should we just really really like lightly sprinkle a tease, or should I think we kind of? Yeah, this is a we we need a lightly sprinkle. All right, lightly sprinkle. All, all I'll say is Pat and myself are working on an event that would draw somewhere between ten to twelve listeners to Augusta, our hometown. In September, October-ish, we haven't nailed down the dates, uh, for a two-night, you know, three-day kind of deal at a really special place, and um, we would we would do so to, to hang out, have a good time, and improve your actual golf game. You know, we'd have a special guest with us, and, you know, we talk DFS and fantasy golf all the time, but here's, here's something you need to know. We both love playing golf, and we love the game of golf. So we want to get better, and we want you guys to get better at that as well. So we are working on something. If you have any interest in that, you need to pay attention in the coming weeks and uh, maybe a month or two. That will be announced. But if you know, like, for beyond a shadow of a doubt you want in, email us, info at tourjunkies.com. It's going to be a good time. We won't commit you to anything. You'll just be one of the first people we notify when we nail it down. How's that? Was that... Was that That's a good, good sprinkle? That's good. I, I will say it is a very special place, but just go ahead. It's not the national, so let's not. Okay, yeah, let's, yeah. let's not, not get national. anybody's hopes up yeah. that that's where it is. So. My God, if we could take ten to twelve people to the Augusta National, we we could charge a lot of money. For that. <laughs> yes. we could probably quit our day jobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it won't be that. It won't be that. So anyway, that's what's going on with us. It's uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to the year. 
Um, now, you know what? I, now you did not have this in the um, yeah in the in the rundown here, but you know, being the the merchant person, yeah, we got some new stuff we're working on for the store. So be on the lookout for that. I, I think we got some cool things that are going to be coming out early part of this year. So be be ready for that. Pat, have you updated inventory yet? I did. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! Good, good, good. That's that's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we do have some new stuff coming. It's going to make you look good. It's going to make you look real good. But you know, we've also got some stuff in there right now. You need to go ahead and get off get off our hands. We've lowered the prices. Like, just get it off. Just take it away from us. Yeah. Just buy it. Just get it out of there. You know what we don't have though, Pat? What's that? A stellar wristwatch that isn't boring or overpriced. And a man needs something with a contemporary style that looks bold and professional. Get the watch built for a boss, Pat. You need to get a Vincero watch. That's right. It's time to step up your game. Stand out a little bit. And a great watch doesn't have to cost you a fortune. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. And you'll see why when you go to Vincero. Watches that look and feel like this are typically over $500, $1,000. Vincero watches start at a little over $100. Pat, you and I both have one. I'm wearing a very lovely, uh, it's like the, the, the chrome blue face that I really like. And it's uh, got all the little dials on it. I don't know what that's called, but it looks really nice. And then a, a very nice, looks like a gator leather band. I don't, I don't exactly know what you call that. Um, <laughs> but a, a very nice leather band. I love it. It looks great with casual stuff, dress stuff. You like yours as well, I know, too. Uh, right? it's, it's awesome. You know, I actually wore it to a, um, a New Year's Eve party last night that was, um, you know, it was kind of a, a, kind of a dress-up style deal. Some people in tuxes. I, I was not in a tux, but I was getting a lot of comments on it. I can tell you that. And that watch is under $200 on... Uh, on Vincero. So check that out. It screams quality. It is it is our favorite watch. And with over 5,000 five-star reviews and a two-year warranty, you know that you're going to get something good. So you got to check them out. We know you'll love the watches. Don't just get a watch. Get the watch. And you go to getthewatch.net. Okay? Getthewatch.net. There's an exclusive discount for our listeners. You guys can save 15% on your Vincero watch today by using the promo code TOUR. That's T-O-U-R. So go to getthewatch.net, punch in TOUR, T-O-U-R. Don't blend in. Stand out and get a Vincero today at getthewatch.net. Got to pay the bills at the Tour Junkies podcast, but listen, we're not going to do an ad if we don't think it's going to be good stuff for you guys, and this is good stuff. You're a guy, you wear a watch, check out this watch. It's nice. We know, because we have one. So, 15% discount, you're welcome. Know what I mean? Yeah. Love it. All right, uh, the, here, here's what I want to do. I want to I talk to the listeners. I, I, I want to talk to you individually. Yes, you. Riding in your car, um, going to work. Maybe you're, maybe you're coming home from work. Maybe you're at the gym. There's, there, we, we get a lot of people listen to us at the gym. Um, maybe you're pumping some iron right now. You can do one more, one more rep. Go ahead. Do one more rep. Get, get it. Get it. One more rep. Or maybe you're at work. Like we have a listener that, um, works for TaylorMade and he makes golf balls and he listens to us while he's making golf balls for TaylorMade. Shout out, David. Uh, you know, maybe you're doing that. And I want to talk to you, you, sir, or you, madam, you know, I want to talk to you about what, what you can do to be a, to be a blessing to the tour junkies in 2018, right? It's 2018. You got New Year's resolutions. Maybe that's why you're in the gym. Lord knows I need to be in the gym. 
We all know Pat needs to be in the gym. But yeah, that's true. Maybe you have other New Year's resolutions. And while you're making those New Year's resolutions, you need to say to yourself, hey, self, I love these tour junkies, guys. They make me laugh. They work hard to get these guests every week. You know, I should do something for them. You know, I, I, sh- I should do something. What can I do? I'm going to turn over a leaf for 2018. Here's what, here's some things that we would ask you to do. First of all, you, you've, you're already doing it. You're listening to the podcast. We appreciate that. We would ask that you download it. It just helps if you download rather than stream it. But however you got to do it, we'd love for you to listen. So just thank you for listening. Continue to listen. We'll be here every single week and then some as we have interviews and other guests and special shows and all that kind of stuff. Pat, what's the, what's the second thing they can do? They need to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Which you used to call Flutter when we first to, started. Yeah, back back a few years ago. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, at under, tour underscore junkies. We still got that underscore in, it, in there, and we love it. Um, it yeah. is where you can find us and engage us on those social media platforms. You know, what does that mean, Pat? What does that mean? I, I'm, I'm driving in my car right now, and I'm like, engage on social media. What does that mean? I'm, I'm 44, and I don't understand. What does that mean? It means actually type a tweet at us. Ask us stuff. You know, Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what we're doing not so good. Um, retweet stuff. That is, that's, that's big engagement. Yeah, that helps us a lot. We love the retweets. Especially if you're, um, you got like 40,000 followers, we'll take a retweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, would, I, would, I would agree. At Tour underscore Junkies, that is on Twitter and Instagram, by the way. We are on Instagram, and we've been doing more on Instagram, by the way. We only have like 10% of the followers on Instagram that we do on Twitter. So some of you guys are following us only on Twitter and not on Instagram. We Go get some really good stuff on Instagram, actually. Yeah, we've been doing some stories. It's we've been sneaky, working on our story game. Good. Sneaky good. So go to Instagram, follow us there, engage there. We'd appreciate it. Facebook too. We, we Facebook's tougher, but we we still want you to go like our page on Facebook. We do our best, but we do have a Facebook page. Tour Junkies, check that out. But yeah, retweet, uh, ask us questions, DM us, email us, just engage. We want we want to we want the community to be more active. Okay. We want the community to be more active uh, with Tour Junkies because we and like it, talking know, to you guys. As we said, actually, when we did the Origins podcast, we try – actually, I think we do a fantastic job of responding to almost every question, DM, email, whatever it is that we get. We want to be as responsive as we can. If you do not get a response, it is more than likely because somehow we missed it for whatever reason. That's right. You know, the other thing you can do – is you can help us with guests. If you guys have guests that you want us to get on the podcast, maybe you have a connection to. Maybe you know somebody that knows a guy that knows a guy. Hook us up. Email us. Info at tourjunkies.com. We will try our best to work that out. And if we can do anything in return for you, we will be glad to do that. Whatever that may be, we'll try it out. You know, Pat? Listen, you know, some of our best guests have come through this. You know, like... Yep. Um, I mean, you look at, like, Billy Horschel when we had him on after I, I made fun of him. It was strictly – and that's more that's engaged, going back to engagement on Twitter. We had a, a follower that, that engaged us and, and, and tagged Billy Horschel in there, and, and then we were able to get an interview. So it works. We can, get, we can get big names with this kind of stuff. There you go. Yeah. They, so we need you guys to help us with that. Um, 
I want you guys to know. So another thing we need to talk about is our relationship with Roto Grinders. We've been with Roto Grinders now. This will be our second season. Love those guys over at Roto Grinders. It is the the best all around DFS content site you could you could have. Football, basketball, baseball, golf, whatever they have it all. So if you don't have the Roto Grinders Premium Membership, you should get one. But we have partnered with them yet again uh, this season, and we're doing a number of things. We are contributing to the expert survey that goes out every single week where they talk to, I think, six or seven uh, DFS golf experts, and they ask us certain questions about that contest that particular week. It's really good stuff. We also do the rankings, so we pick our top six or seven guys in the certain uh, salary ranges, Um, and you can see that cumulatively as well between us and all the other experts out there like Notorious, uh, STL Cardinals, all those guys. Um, so we contribute there. We do a YouTube video for them every week that's usually published Tuesday afternoon or so. Um, please go watch that on YouTube. It's about five, six, seven minutes at the most. Me and Pat try to make it entertaining. We try to make it funny, but also informative. So go watch that for us and just like click the thumbs up, leave a comment, whatever, share it, all that stuff. Um, the videos are fun for us. It's something new that we're doing this season, and we'd love for you guys to uh, to check that out. It's gonna be gonna be fun. Also, the SiriusXM radio show um, for Roto Grinders PGA DFS is back on this season. I believe it's gonna start next week, um, and that will be on the SiriusXM channel eighty seven two ten Fantasy Sports Radio Network from seven to eight. I believe, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, and that'll be hosted by myself, and um, my, my, my co-host is Justin Van Zuden, a.k.a. STL Cardinals. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you can also listen to that show and engage there as well. Call in, ask some questions. All that stuff's good, too. Um, I got two more things, and Pat, if you know, there's a theme here. There's a theme here, Pat. None of what we're asking these listeners to do costs them any money. It doesn't cost them any money. No money. Just a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, a little bit of thought. That's it. You know? That's yeah. it. It's not costing you any money. I don't want to go into a lot of detail on this, but if you have, if you like golf, actually, if you love golf and you keep up with the PGA Tour and you keep up with our podcast, okay? Those things, which likely everyone listening does that. And you have Photoshop abilities, okay? Good Photoshop abilities. I want you to email info at tourjunkies.com, info at tourjunkies.com. That's a little little sidebar. The final thing that I want to do, Pat, and this is big, don't don't check out right here because this is a contest involving the Masters. Are you telling telling me not to check out or the listeners not to check out? Both, both. Um, and in fact, Pat, you don't even know about this contest because I just thought of it in my head about a couple hours <laughs> no, ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't and know. this is what we're doing. Okay, so I'm kind of going to make this up on the fly, but here's what's happening. The final thing we would ask every listener to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Even if you don't listen to us through iTunes, if you have an iTunes account, you can go on and do that. If you don't have an iTunes account, but your wife does, or your spouse, or your girlfriend, or your boyfriend, or whatever you can go and leave it on their profile, but we would love for you to leave an honest review. We're not asking for a five-star review if you don't think we're worth a five-star review. We're asking you to leave us an honest review on iTunes, and if you do that, 
between now and hmm should I say how should this work hmm this is the part I hadn't thought through all the way so here's uh, let me go through the prize here's the prize we are going to pick one winner one person that leaves us an iTunes review we are going to pick that person and we are going to give you a $250 credit in the pro shop at the Augusta National Masters Week. Now, if you say, David, I can't get there, Masters Week. What are you talking about? We will be your personal shoppers. You give us your sizes. You tell us what you want. We've been in the pro shop every year. We know what's in there. We know what's not in there. You tell us what you want, and we'll pay for it up to 250 bucks, and we'll ship it to you. Hmm. That's, that's pretty That's pretty bad. Are we eligible? <laughs> no. Can I leave a review and uh No. no. I say though That would right, be so, gaming the system. Yeah, I think you then then we just have to run it through March thirty first. Cause you don't have to have that much planning time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Although, like, here's what we would do. We we would we would read the we would take that we would take down the reviews between today's date and March thirty first. We would pick a review, pull the screen name. And then we would need to get that person to let us know who, like, who they are, somehow. So, like, tracking that, we might need an extra week or so to get that done. We'll think through that. We'll think. We'll figure that out. All I'm saying is, right now, as you're hearing this podcast, if you go leave us an iTunes review, you're in the contest. That's it. And if you don't win, you gave it a shot. You were a nice person. You left us a review. That's it. Yeah. It's a win, 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 win. I like it. Pat. Let's move on. Do we get to talk golf yet? Let's talk golf. Let's talk the 2018 PGA Tour season, which is technically already started. Okay. Technically already started. But, you know, there's, there's, uh, it really feels like it's starting right now. I mean, the swing season is what it is. We saw some. Saw some good tournaments. We had first-time winners, blah, blah, blah. Your web.com guys played a lot. But this is really where it gets fired up. I'm excited. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? What are you looking forward to in 2018, uh, just in general? What, what's the – I think I know the answer to this, but what do you, what do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, the obvious answer is Tiger. I mean, we're, we're, I'm very interested to see with that. But, but I'll, well, I think we'll, I'll save that for a second. You know – we talk about, you know, one of the things you wrote down was players to watch. And I, I kind of broke that down into a few a few things. One is who I think are going to be some bounce-back players this year. And then also, uh, you know, some unknown players. And then maybe a surprise major champion. So, okay. So going to the bounce-back guys, here's a few that I, that I wrote down. One, Smiley Kaufman. You know, we saw some decent play out of him at the end of last year. Um, he obviously has all the talent in the world. He's he's buddies with the you know with Spieth and JT. He he you know it's like JT last year. You know, just kind of broke through with a huge season. Uh, I think Smiley wants to be on that level, so I, I like Smiley this year to bounce back. Another guy, Jimmy Walker. You know, he had the. That the Lyme disease, disease, you know, all that kind yep. of stuff last year wasn't quite that healthy. I, you know, he's dropped to I don't even know what his world ranking is now, but it's he's dropped a, 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 a pretty large amount. So I like Jimmy Walker to bounce back, and we and, and I would say that would be soon. We'll see that soon because he always plays 
fairly well on this uh, West Coast swing. And then another guy, Danny Lee. I like Danny oh. Lee this year. I think he could um, come back and, and get another victory this year and, and have a big season. So those are my, my bounce-back guys. Now, I don't know who you wrote down as you know your players to watch, and, and I know you didn't probably break it down that way, but I'll flip it back to you with, with some of the things that you're looking out for. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't really, you know, detail out a whole lot as far as bounce back. I mean, I, I think an obvious one is Jim Furyk. You know, we didn't really see a lot of Furyk last year dealing with some injury. Uh, he's currently ranked 183 in the world golf ranking. I could definitely see him moving, you know, moving back up and, and, and popping. Um, the smiley call is interesting. I, I honestly, I really didn't, I don't know. I, I really didn't. He didn't pop for me. I mean, I, I didn't think about him. He, he didn't even come to mind. I guess that shows kind of how far he has yeah. dropped. I mean, he's... Uh, um, I mean, you look at 2016, he competed at the Masters. You know, had, he had won in the fall before that. But last year, you just didn't see much out of him. But I, I think it's going to be a bounce-back year for him. All right, so here's another bounce-back guy that I, I think is, is interesting. Scott Piercy. Like... Not last season, but the season before that, you're talking about a winner on tour. You're talking about a guy who was contending down the stretch at the U.S. Open um, against uh, uh, against DJ. Uh, was in the final group with DJ when the whole ruling thing went down about his ball moving on the green, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then last year just really sucked. He's currently ranked 122 <laughs> in the world. Just kind of fell off the map. Uh, but I could see... I could see Piercy making making kind of a comeback run as well. Um, I, like, I can get behind that. You know, he's always been a good ball striker. He hits the ball long enough. I, I think for sure, if he's gonna, if we're gonna see that come from him, we're gonna see it in the West Coast swing. I mean, he's a Vegas guy, um, so I think in that in that California swing when they get when they get in there, and obviously when they get to um, you know Arizona and those those type of places, I think I think we could see that from Piercy. If we don't see it by that point, I don't know that we're I think I think then at that point my call is off. The the other guy, the other big big name is Bubba Watson. Mm. Bubba Watson is currently the 89th ranked golfer in the world. That is nuts. I mean, the, here's some names that are ranked higher than Bubba Watson. Um Sung Hoon Kang, Sung Kang, okay. Uh Shugo Imahira Chan Kim, um, young guy Julian Surrey, who's who is a stud. I like um, you know Yusaku Miyazato. You know, like honestly, these guys are ranked higher than Bubba Watson right now. And I mean, the, the whole Volvic ball may have been may have had a lot to do with it. You know, we've had tour players on here before that have said it, and we've talked to them off the podcast. The ball is the most important piece of equipment on the PGA Tour, hands down. It's the most piece of the most important piece of equipment. You know, this is kind of the time of year where guys start announcing equipment changes and club changes and things like that. Every tour pro we've ever talked to says the ball is the number one, and I think this is going to be an interesting study in Bubba's game if we see it turn around by switching back from the Volvic. Um, and that dumb colored ball that he had. Yeah, but I, I kind of see, uh, I kind of see a comeback for Bubba. Um, 
You know, another guy like Scott Piercy that we're going to have to see early, you mentioned, is Jimmy Walker. We know he's a West Coast, he's a Hawaii West Coast swing guy. He has had a lot of time off dealing with the Lyme disease deal, and, and he hasn't played in a while, but definitely a talented golfer. I mean, a major winner, multiple winner on the PGA Tour, um, you know, at one point was, was a, a big name. If if he's going to turn the season around, you think you would see it early. So I think for guys like that, that's that's what you would expect. Um, so anyway, those are those are some guys that we both see. You know, uh, other than the obvious, which is Tiger, right? Yeah. Um, hey, let, let's go ahead and talk Tiger. I mean, we talked about him a little bit at the Hero World Challenge and the podcast after that. Big year for Tiger and huge year for golf if he stays healthy. That's that's Huge. it. I mean, and and Augusta is already buzzing with the potential. Uh, we are now, I believe, uh, ninety nine days away from the final round of the twenty eighteen Masters. So, if if Tiger is healthy coming into that and playing, the whole golf world is just going to be flipped up. I mean, it's just going to boom. Golf is in a great place. It's a really exciting time to be watching golf, to be a fan of golf, and to be involved in any form of golf coverage, uh, even in the lowly DFS podcast and fantasy golf podcast world that we are in. And, and Tiger makes it so. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And he teased a little bit. He, he, I don't know if you saw his, uh, his kind of blog post last week or earlier this week where he – he said he, you know, still he's feeling great. Um, he said he will definitely be at, I believe, Torrey Pines if he's playing or not because he, he hosts that tournament. But he has not laid out his schedule yet. But I think we're going to see that fairly soon on, on what he's going to do. But, yeah, I'm so pumped about just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what I saw from him at the Hero. And I think it's uh, just please, Tiger, stay healthy. could be just a – fantastic year for the tour and golf absolutely um let's let's move on quickly are there any guys you think are going to bust any big names getting some chatter or just big names in general you think are going to are going to you know we just talked about guys who we think had a down year last year and might pick it up this year any names that stand out to you that you think um won't won't be where they are currently or will not be as good as as people are are, are thinking yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's not a – I think that, you know, a guy like – if we're talking like top ten in the world type guys, I, I'm not so sure Hideki really – I'm a, I'm going to be a big fan of his this year. Wow, um, that's a bold call. Yeah. Uh, Brooks Kepka coming off of a, a huge year with a major win. Um, he's another guy I think we could see fall off a little bit. Uh, so there you go. I'm going to go. You are go. nuts. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you asked me. I mean, what am I going to say? I mean, I, I can't say. I think that. Well, I don't think know. top ten. I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know, for example, the the big the big DFS darlings of last year, Xander Shoffle and Patrick Xander Cantlay. was going to be the one that came to mind on the DFS darlings. Yeah, yeah. Pa- uh, pa- and Patrick Cantlay is the other one. Both super talented young guys, ball strikers. Um, Xander, a winner. Uh, Cantlay got his first win last year, and, and I and it may be a thing where the the hype in our little DFS circle has gone too far, and these guys are still going to have good years, but they may not be like multiple. They they may not win again this year, and they may not be like multiple winners. I, you know, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I think if I had to pick one over mm-hmm. the other, I think Cantlay could have a better year than Shoffley. 
I'm, I'm more on the Cantlay side than I am the Xander Shoffley side. I think both are, are good players. I'm going to be rostering them some, but I do think that if I had to put money on it, I think Cantlay, Cantlay has a better year. You know, actually, is you know, you saying that is so. I mentioned earlier. I talked about surprise major winners. I think Cantlay, and and that this is definitely a bold call, but I think he could win a major. I think he's wow, that yeah. talented of a guy, and just to make a bold, very bold call on a guy that could make a could win a major, I would say Cantlay. Another one that that I really love to win a major this year is Tommy Fleetwood um, coming off of, you know, he's getting a lot of hype too. Yeah. He's getting a lot of hype, but I think it's well deserved. He's a guy that I think could actually win the masters. Yeah. I I like the Fleetwood hype. I'm I'm in on the Fleetwood hype. And and that was kind of my next one is like any euros or, you know, um, non Americans that you think are going to pop. I think Fleetwood is one for sure. Um, Dylan Fratelli is moving up. You're gonna say Terrell Hatton. You love Terrell, Terrell Hatton. Hatton. I the love raccoon. Rafa Cabrera Bello. Um, one guy that I'm not gonna, you know, get on this year, even though I think that he, I don't know, he just always seems to let me down. But that's Matthew Fitzpatrick. Hallelujah! You love Matt. I was listening to Mayo the other day. I, I'm I'm Team Mayo. I think Matthew Fitzpatrick is one of the most overrated golfers in the world. I have I'm, never understood. Yeah, the love for Matthew Fitzpatrick. He is currently ranked 29th in the world. I think that's ridiculous. Well, it's not like that's an opinion. I mean, he's he gets he gets to 29th by doing well playing golf. But yeah, you know, it's not like this is the the college football poll. I'm, but, I'm not a fan. But I'm a, I'm with you though. I mean, I just it seems like every year I'm loving some fit, Fitzy. You I'm, do. I'm gonna, I just this is not the year. 2018 Pat will not be about Fitzy. Of course. Hey, while we're talking about the Euro guys, we got to mention our boy Ash Morrison is going to continue to deliver incredible European tour DFS knowledge, picks, course info, all that stuff over on tourjunkies.com in the one groove low section. He'll be doing the write up and Ash will set us all straight. One guy I know that Ash loves and I'm also a fan of this year is ranked 90th in the world and that's Jordan Smith. Big time scorer, big time uh, ball striker, bomber, aggressive player. So look for Jordan Smith in spots where it's okay for a player like that to uh, to do well. I, I really like Jordan Smith. He's one. Uh, I think Thorborn Olison was coming on last year at a certain point. Um, yeah. I'm going to be kind of looking at, at him. Uh, what about hmm. Peters? Thomas Peters was the hot name, I think, last I, year. Going, I'm he, not sold on Peters. I mean, I, all the – I mean, just – a bomber, great, you know, good ball striker. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised we didn't see a bigger year from him last year. So he, he'll he, be one he, that I'm watching. He couldn't put four rounds together. No. He could not put four rounds together. He's sexy AF to watch play golf. I mean, he's just yeah. stupid tall, stupid long, swagger, but he just can't put four rounds together. And maybe it's a maturity thing, and we see it kind of come around this year. I don't know, but – he can't do it. I think a similar player to him that's an American is Peter Uline. You know, mm-hmm. cut his teeth on the European Tour, a la Brooks Kepka. He's going to be fully uh, involved on the PGA Tour this year. Another bomber, tall drink of water, loves to score, loves to be aggressive. 
But I think like Peter struggles at times to put four solid rounds together and he can frustrate the fool out of you um, if you're if you're rostering him, uh, you know, in certain weeks. So I, I temper expectations for those guys for sure. Yeah, no, I, um, I do, too. I, I think um, and I know we want to get into the tournament champions here, but real quick, though, I think we definitely got to talk some rookies. Um, that are coming out on tour, and I, I think you you can't mention rookies without Steven Yeager. Uh, Love I think Yeager. He, he's going to yep. be uh, a big name to watch. Also, Aaron Wise, I think, is another one that we'll we'll see have a good year. Um, and look out for Marty Dew. Don't Yikes. sleep on my boy Marty Dew. Yeah, there's First, some other people chatting him up. I, I'm not buying Marty Dew. Marty well, he Dow, didn't do well on the false is. wing, so I, I don't. I'm not. I'm just saying. Just just you know. I'm not. I'm not. All right. What What about rookie of the year? Like how? What? Which one of the? I mean, now listen. Austin Cook's already off to a great start, having won the RSM. Um, you know, I think he's clearly the front runner right now for rookie of the year is Austin Cook. But are there any other guys that you, uh, you know, that that you think? Do, do you think any of those guys you just mentioned could could possibly snatch that from the grips of? Uh, of all Austin Cook right now? I think definitely Steven Yeager could. Yeah, I think Yeager's got the ability to do that. Um, Let me ask you this, though. So, is Chesson Hadley, is he eligible no, for Rookie of the Year? No, I don't believe so. No. Okay. Uh, I do like the Aaron Wise call. Big fan of Aaron Wise. Um, the other one that... Uh, yeah, I think that's probably it. I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, I think that's it. We'll stop there. Okay. Um. All right. Well, let's uh let's do this, man. Oh, oh, we do need to tell you something. All right. Hold on. Time out. I'm excited about what we're about to talk about right now. We're gonna get into the tournament of champions. What we do when we get into the Tournament of Champions or when we get into any tournament every week is we give you a course breakdown. Here's something new and fresh coming this year. Hot and fresh out of the kitchen is what they, what they say. Okay, um, We have Tour Caddy. Tour Caddies. With more than two decades of experience on the PGA Tour that every week will be providing myself and Pat with course data information. We basically built a, a survey for them on every course, okay? And that survey is, uh, you know, green type, you know, the, the grass on the greens, the fairways, how thick is the rough, how fast are the greens, what do they putt like, does it matter? You know, is the rough penal? Do you got to hit fairways? Can the bombers bomb away? Do they need to club down? You know, um, and we, we give them a list of a dozen stats and say this is this is a key one to me because we always talk about the key stats for the week. And I'm already shocked at this first week when we get into it. I'm already yeah. surprised that what I know we got what you're back. Looking at. You know what I mean? And 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 so what we say is, all right, here's a dozen stats. Circle the the most important three. Okay, and. And, and they're going to do that for us every week. And, and then they're going to give us other just insight into what they think is important on this course. Now, these are not caddies who have only been on tour for a year or two or three or four years. Two decades worth of caddying on the PGA Tour 
is where we're getting this information from. Way smarter than us, way more knowledgeable than us. So we're basically going to spoon feed that to you. And then we're going to make our decisions based off of that and trust the process, right? You will probably hear and see a whole lot of other content out there that may be contrarian to what we're going to say. And it's golf, so we all know how variable it is. Some weeks we may look like geniuses. Some weeks we may look like complete idiots. But we are going to literally spoon feed to you what we get from these trustworthy loopers on tour. And we're going with that. I'm not interested in bucking you know, what they say are key, you know, important key stats, whatever. I might add in a stat or two, but like I said, I'm already surprised at the key stats listed for this week. And as we get into the course breakdown um, at, at, in Maui for the Century Tournament of Champions here, Pat, I'm going to let you take over. Pat's going to deliver the course breakdown. He's going to regurgitate to you what our caddy has, uh, has, has said is important. Get into key stats, we'll debrief, and get into picks. But, Pat, take it away with the course preview and any additional thoughts on the caddy insight that we'll be getting every week. Yeah, so, um, and, you know, feel free to chime in if you if you see that I've missed anything from the caddy knowledge because it's pretty extensive, but, but great stuff. So, here we are, the 2018 Century Tournament of Champions in Maui, Hawaii. We are at the Plantation Course at Kapalua. It is a par 73, the only one on tour, just a crazy, weird par 73, plays 7,400, almost 7,500 yards. You got Bermuda greens. Pros will tear this course up. You see it every year. It's a resort course. Fairways are pretty wide. The, the, you know, one of the things that, that we got from the caddy is they're definitely fast fairways. So this course is going to play shorter than it really is. I mean, they're going to have, they're going to be able to just absolutely tear this course apart. Um, you've got, with this par 73, you've got four par fives and you've got three par threes. So the rest are par fours. Um, you know, we always talk stats, and, and, and here, this is where I think you are going with the stats that you that we hear are most important. Yeah. One, strokes gain putting, which is typically not one that we are favorites of, um, but I do think this is going to be kind of a putting contest this week. I think you've got, proximity is one that I really like. It's, it's, it's not listed down here by the caddy, but I like proximity because you gotta you got to be able to hit it close and make birdies. And you got to avoid bogeys. So three putt avoidance was another little tidbit from a caddy. And then, um, you know, I think you proximity 100 yards and in. Uh, looking at the type player here, here, here's what I like was from the notes of, of our caddy. He really thinks that you got to have an experienced player that's played this course before that knows that you have to be aggressive from the very start. Uh, he thinks that you've got to, uh, you can't play conservative. So some of the first timers, you know, might not know that they, you know, really need to get out there and just just attack this course. Also, the wind can be a little bit of an issue at times. So you do need to have some experience. Uh, it is an ocean course. Um, so I think that's that's going to be huge. I'm always looking at recent form. But this this week, it's always kind of tough just because we haven't seen these guys in a while. So that's not going to be one that's going to be huge for me. Course history, though, I do believe is is, is pretty huge. Um, what else, David? What, what else do you see in the notes that, that, that I'm forgetting here? Well, I think you did a good job. You're a little rusty, obviously. I am a little rusty. It's been a uh, while. But, but I want to be clear with the listeners. I want to be real clear. 
When we asked the caddies to circle the three most important stats for the week, and we gave them you know, all the main stats that you guys see everywhere, okay? The three that they circled were strokes gained putting, three putt avoidance, and 100 yards and in. Okay? So that just screams wedge game and putting, right? Yep. Um, you mentioned about the greens. They, they, they said these are large greens with some undulation. Therefore, I think the three-putt avoidance is going to always come into play when you have these large greens. Um, and, and I think you're right. Like I can't, We can't emphasize enough that these guys who have tremendous amount of experience on this course say that first-timers are at a disadvantage because they tend to be too conservative and they don't know where to be like like how much to be aggressive but this is an aggressive golf course um and they don't have the advantage of the wind you know so there's two types of winds here there's trade winds which are the normal typical winds from here and then the kona winds which is a hawaiian wow. term threw that out there and that's when the wind does opposite of the trade wind right and so when you have an experienced caddy on the bag and an experienced player, that's the better combination. Does that mean that a guy who's playing it for the first time can't go out and light it up? No. But this is what these guys say. Um, and Pat kind of alluded to it as well. We also asked the caddies to tell us in percentages what they find is more important out of form, course history, and course fit. And they agreed with Pat that course fit and those key stat categories make up about 50%. Then they put 30% on history and 20% on form. I think as the year progresses, you'll see the, the form number go up because we'll have more to go off of. But obviously, you know, it's tough to see, tough to know recent form when these guys haven't played in, in real tournament style, you know, competition here in the last uh, month or two, three months even. Uh, a lot of these guys didn't even play the fall swing. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's key, and it, and it really surprised me because you you look at this course and you see length and you see wide open and you see scoring, and so you just think, oh, bombers, you know, strokes gained approach, strokes gained uh, off the tee, um, and just ripping, you know, like ripping and roaring. But but it is a wedge playing short game deal, and you mentioned the fairways are fast because there's a lot of slope, so even the shorter hitters can have plenty of distance in. So anyway, it's interesting, and that's what we're going to continue to deliver every week, so that's what we're going to go off of. Um, now, did you mention the last five winners, by the way? No, and uh, I, will, I will throw that out there. You had Justin Thomas last year, Jordan Spieth in 2016, then Patrick Reed in 15, Zach Johnson in 14, and then Dustin Johnson in 2013 you know a lot of different type players there too so that that kind of goes along with i mean there you've got you know the bookends you had jt last year and dj five years ago those are your two bombers and then you got speed reed and zach johnson what are those guys all known for wedge play putting yeah that's what they're all known for so i mean either any of it can happen obviously but it is what it is um before we get into the the picks um i do have to say this if you want to make some picks outside of dfs you need to go to mybookie.ag our friends at mybookie are along the ride with us again in 2018 they love us and you guys love them because you've had an amazing response mybookie.ag is the premium place to go to place bets and if you're going to place bets it's just as important to know where you're going to place those bets and how reputable and how reliable uh, that company is if you're going to put your money out there 
It's just as important to know that as it is to know what side of the bet you're going to be on. So mybookie.ag is where we go, the best mobile app in the business. So if you need to do it on the quick, on the go, on your phone, you know, you got to hit up mybookie.ag. It's the best app you can have. We're working with those guys right now to get you a deposit bonus. So if you've not signed up for MyBookie, head over to MyBookie.ag, sign up for a new account, and in the promo code, hit TOUR100, T-O-U-R-100, all one word, and you get a 50% deposit bonus credited immediately. So you put in 100 bucks, you get 50 in addition. So now you're playing with 150 bucks. You can bet the Super Bowl's coming. You got the NFL playoffs. You got Masters Futures. You got, uh, you know, the Tournament of Champions. You can bet on all kind of stuff. It's just great. So mybookie.ag, big shout out to those guys. They're they're going to be further partnering with us in 2018 as well. Um, all right, Pat. Let's get into let's get into this, man. Our first picks of the year. First yes. picks of the year. Um, and we're only in almost an hour into the podcast, so here we go. Now, <laughs> I, I do think we got to talk a little bit of strategy, okay? It's a short field, 30-something players, no cut. Um, everyone's really excited because golf is back. However, if this same event were in April or May, and we're all like in the golf routine, and we're not all like super jacked because now we can scratch the DFS golf itch. I think most people would be saying, "Eh, scale back the bankroll a little bit, right?" Um, just because in an event like this, it is it's it's more difficult to be contrarian enough, uh, you know, to really make your lineup stand out. So uh, maybe play a little more conservative, dip your toe in the water this week. And when we get one of those full field cut events, that's when we really unleash the the bankroll power there. But I will be, um, I, I, I'll I'll scale back a little bit. I, I don't, I'll scale back a little bit. I probably won't take my own advice to a T, but I'll I'll scale back a little bit because I am excited. Um, but I, I do think you know you're going to have to play some contrarian guys. You're going to have to have the winner in a short field like this. You got to have the winner. Um, however. You can also take some more risk, right? Because there's no cut. So you can take the guys that are going to score. Birdies and Eagles are critical. But I do think you got to have the winner in, in a field like this. So, with that being said, Pat, five digit guys. You got JT, defending champ, Jordan Spieth, won the year before, Ricky Fowler, and DJ at 10 3, round out the guys in the five digit range. Um, what you uh, what you thinking? Well, I, you know, the first thought that comes to mind this week is if you're going here in these top ten, you know, over ten k guys, you really got to plant your flag on on one guy. Um, in my mind, hard to play two. I mean, in and, the same lineup, it's hard to play two. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I, I'm going down at the bottom there. I, I like DJ this week. He's going to be my favorite play. I, I like the price at ten three. It allows me to get. Um, Another guy that I'll talk about in the 9K range in the lineup and still feel really comfortable about the rest of the guys that I can plug in there. So DJ will be my top guy and somebody who will um, probably be in most every lineup I'm going to go with this week. So, you know, you can argue for any of these other guys. I mean, JT coming off a fantastic season, one here last year. Spieth, obviously, putting great. Um, and this is a course where he should uh, he can tear up. And Fowler's another one. So, but for me, I'm going to plant my flag on DJ this week, and and that is what I, I will do. To me, the 
to me, the easy fade in this group is actually Fowler. I, I don't really, I mean, when you look at the other three, all three have won here before. Um, I, I just don't see Fowler being where he is. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I'm planting my flag on Spieth. He's my guy. You know, when we got the info back from the caddy, I immediately thought Jordan Spieth. That's, that's Jordan Spieth. To a T. Putting, wedge game, defending champ, Jordan Spieth. So t- at 10-9, I love Spieth. Um, yeah, I'm not mad at you if you want to go JT or DJ. Fowler's the only one I kind of scratch my head on. I'll probably have zero shares of him. Who knows what the, what the ownership levels will be here. I'm not overly concerned about that. I think ownership's going to matter more uh, in the ranges below. But I, I do think... Uh, I do think Spieth is my guy. I also am going to have some lineups where I fade all four of these guys. I think you can definitely do I that. I definitely think in that 9K range, um, there you know, there's only four guys there, but I think there's some guys you can start lineups, you know, there in the 9K that could be that could be very very nice. So that that will be my strategy is I'll have some lineups with Spieth only, and then uh, I'll have some lineups where I fade all four of those top guys. So you mentioned that you, you're. I think you're you're loving the nine K range. So maybe the question is, who do you not like in the nine K range? Well, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Kepka at ninety four hundred. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go on with what on I Kepka said, today. Already. What I said earlier. Um, not a fan of Hideki, but right there in the middle, I love John Rahm at ninety five hundred. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. You know, I think. You know, for me, this is this. He's going to be the JT of 2018. I think you're going to just see a, a huge year out of him, and it's going to start this week. I like how I can fit him with DJ and still feel comfortable with some of the other guys that I, I'm going to go down at the bottom with. So I'm I'm going to go right there with John Rahm. Um, obviously, he's a bomber. We know that, and bombers can do well in this course. And I think that. As long as this putting is strong, that's the only thing that's going to concern me a little bit. Um, but he should be hitting the ball close, hitting it far. This course should set up well for him. So John Rahm is going to be my guy in that 9K range. I also like Leishman, though, at the very bottom there. Um, really good putter, just a solid golfer all around. Um, always seems to go under the radar. I'd be interested to see what Leishman's ownership is because um, I don't know how much he'll get talked up this week. But um those two guys are my favorites here in this in this 9k range well uh i'm with you on rom i like rom a lot he's a first timer i have here written down four first timers that i'm gonna take a chance on you know we we talked about our caddy not really digging um some of the first timers as much he's one i'm gonna take a chance on he's just too good to pass up great scorer could come out and win this event i think rom's an easy play at 9500 my favorite guy, however, in the 9K range is Brooks. I love Brooks for this course, and here's why. You always love Brooks. No, but here's why, dude. Brooks is one of the best putters on the PGA Tour, hands down. Did you know? Okay. Here you go. Did you know? Did you know that in the last five PGA Tour seasons, Brooks Kepka has finished top 20 on tour in strokes gained putting three of the last five years? You know how many times Jordan Spieth has done that? Also three times. Yeah, I was about to say. The only person who's done that more is Aaron Badley, who's done it four times. 
Brooks Kepka is easily one of the, the best putters on the PGA Tour. And so when you think about strokes game putting, you think about three-putt avoidance, you think about a guy who can bomb and gouge when he, when he needs to, a guy who's played this course before, he's not a first-timer, a guy who can score with the best of them. To me, Brooks is the play, hands down. It, it's, it's a no-brainer play. I will be way overweight on Brooks. What, whatever the exposure looks to be on Brooks, if he ends up being the most talked-about guy in the DFS world and his ownership looks to be 38%, I will be 58% on Brooks Kepka. I am all in on Brooks this week. Big-time Brooks fan. Can't okay. say it enough. Starting out with some big disagreement. Yep. Um, don't like the Leishman play either. Indifferent on Matsuyama, but don't like the Leishman play. Okay. All right, 8K range. You got Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Kisner, Berger, and Pat Perez. Now, Xander, first-timer here. What do you think about this group? Cantlay, first-timer here. I was going to ask you. I mean, you... you you threw it to me in both the top, you know, in the 9K and the 10K range. Let's let's get your take on these 8K guys. All right. So this is a hot spot here, I think. This is because, a hot spot. I, because you've, you've got there, – there's some really good choices in here. All right. I think the lowest owned guy in here and the best pivot play is Brian Harmon. I hate the price. I hate the price. But I think because of the price, because of the group that he's around – he will be the lowest owned guy, and that's a little attractive if you buy into the putting and short game deal, which is what he's really good at. I think the DFS community, if you're playing in sharp contests, if you're, if you're going to play in higher dollar contests where you've got more sharp DFS guys, Cantlay and Shawflay's ownership is going to be very inflated, very inflated, because everybody's excited to play these two guys. Everyone is itching to play these guys. So... I think they're going to be too high for me. Um, I love Kisner. You know, short game, wedge game. I think this is a great spot for Kis. He's not a first-timer here. He's played it before. Uh, also, Dwayne Bach is back on the bag. If you guys remember, uh, Bach had to get out of the Hero World Challenge, I think in the first round with a knee injury. And Kis had to fly in Scott Brown's caddy to loop for him for the rest of the tournament. Thankfully, uh, box injury is not too serious, and he's back on the bag in Maui for Kisner, which I think is, is important. Um, so to me, the play is Kisner, and if I want to be contrarian, I'm going Brian Harmon. Okay. That's it. Well, you know I always like Kis. So I can't really go against you there. And also, he puts extremely well, you know, especially on Bermuda. Um so kids, you just can't avoid kids. I, I like Daniel Berger though. I think at eighty two hundred, I think he might go a little bit overlooked. He's definitely a scorer, and as we mentioned, you've really got a score on this course. So I think Daniel Berger is one of those guys that, that I will uh, plant my flag in in this range. And I'm with you on Harmon. I, I think he, you know, people are going to look at that price and, and just think it's just way too much. But um, I, I really like Harmon on this course. So. Uh, that's that's really it. I think Burger Kiz, Harmon, two Bulldogs in there. What a game we got today, by the way. Whew. Yeah, yeah, we can't get sidetracked on that though. Yeah, all right, sorry. Um, so those right. are going to be my three there. Okay. 
Uh, a little, little more agreement there in the 8K range. As we get into the 7K range, I got two guys that I'm going to hammer. Two guys. And I think the first one will be a little contrarian. I hope he is. I hope I get a little ownership leverage here. And that's Russell Henley at 7,800. Speaking of Bulldogs, there's another Bulldog for you. Fantastic putter. Uh, Henley, one of the best putters on tour as well. If you look, uh, um, you know, if you look long-term at, at Russell Henley, he's an amazing putter. Um, plays good in this first part of the year. Plays good in, on West Coast swing type stuff. Hawaii, he's got a good history. He's played here before. He's not a first-timer. He hadn't been back in a while, but he's, he's, uh, he's not a first-timer here um, in Maui. So I like Henley. Also another scorer. You know, he tends to be a little wayward off the tee at times, so I like the fact that the wide fairways open it up for him a bit. So I'm going with Russell Henley. And the second guy could be could be a little more chalky, but I love the wedge game. I love the short game that this guy has, and I love the scoring potential of Cam Smith at 7,600. I, I really like Cam Smith here. If he can if he can putt, if he can get the putter going, I, I think Cam Smith can be could be a sneaky win here. I think I think he could be a guy who could possibly go just nuts and win this golf tournament okay that's it for me in the 7k that's it that those are the guys i'm planting the flag on well i'm with you on russell henley i i think that he is he's definitely a good play obviously a good putter he plays pretty well on the west coast um so i i, I do like some henley and, and, and he's a he's a he's definitely a scorer he's kind of a sneaky scorer and he go and he goes on some good streaks so i think that i do like that i'm surprised you didn't mention kevin chapel the only reason I didn't mention Chapel is putting. Like I, I would have been all. Had we not gotten the caddy insight, I would be all over Chapel. He's just not. I haven't seen anything with his putter. Well, so. what I'm going to be hoping for is he he checks the box for me on proximity, and I'm going to be sitting there hoping that he's he's hitting it close. He's obviously um, he's a great iron a player. Of, great iron yeah. player. So I'm 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 going to bank on him having a good putting week. So I do like Chapel at 7700. And then, uh, you know, uh, I'll mention Brendan Steele. He, he's one of those that always flies under the radar and just an extremely solid player. But at the very bottom there, Jason Duffner at 7,200. Yeah, Duffner caught my eye a little bit. He caught my eye a little bit. Yeah, I think he when is. When you think uh, wedge play. Duff's, yeah. a, Duff's a guy. Proximity, definitely. So I, I think... Um, if he rolls the rock, that that's just a cheap price for him too. I love the value there for Duff. So, um, so I'll, I'll have some of him as well. Probably going to fade Austin Cook. Uh, you know, another first timer, and I cannot play Bryson DeChambeau in this tournament. I just can't. I got to start off start off my year being uh, excited about my team, and I just can't be excited <laughs> if I have DeChambeau in the lineup. You know? Yeah. We can make decisions like that too, right? You know, I mean, in a tournament like this too, if you just don't like a guy, don't play him. Yeah. Don't 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 like get anxiety just looking at your lineup, and that's what he gives me. All right, the professor. Um, all right, well, round us out. Six K range. Who you got? Six K range. I, I love Kyle Stanley. He was a guy we were on a lot last year. Uh, at sixty eight hundred, I, I think you know he's he's another guy that could play well. He's an extremely solid player. You could see him definitely up there, uh, even leading this tournament maybe after day one or day two. And another guy that I really like. Well, there's two in here that I'll mention. I love Adam Hadwin 
great putter. We saw what he did on the West Coast last year, just absolutely destroying some of these courses with his putting. So I like Adam Hadwin at 6,600. And then Grayson Murray, Mr. Controversial Guy, Love him at 6400 I think that's a good price for him. He is a de- he's the definite, just a version of a scorer. I mean, the guy makes birdies. He makes them in bunches. I love him. So I think at 6400 he's a, he's a pretty good play down here. That's about it for me. I know you're going to go to J- Jonas Blix. I, I know you're Negative. excited about talking. Freaking hate him. <laughs> um, all right, I disagree on Hadwin. I, Hadwin just lost it. Like midseason last year, just lost it. And reverted back to old Hadwin. And until I see anything different, I'm not really interested. I'm, I'm banking not. on that he was spent the offseason yeah, on the well, putting green. Well, I don't think putting was his issue. I mean, he couldn't. Uh, anyway, I, I'm, not, I'm not with you on Hadwin. I have two guys here I'm planting a flag on. You mentioned one, Grayson Murray. He's a fir- Actually, and both the guys I'm mentioning here are first-timers. So I'm taking a little first-timer risk down here in this low 6K that's where I'm taking that risk. Grayson Murray is one, and and part of it is because he is an absolute scorer, like you mentioned. He's been there. Um, I think he got there like on Thursday or Friday. So he's, yeah, he he's has been, been accustomed to the course and the conditions, and he's been playing. I feel like he's excited about it. You know, he's first time winner on tour last year. He gets an invite to this tournament. You know, he's going to make a paycheck. He's probably pretty amped up. And and here's why. One reason why I'm taking him as a first timer is because. You know, our caddies mentioned that aggression was important. Well, Grayson Murray is aggressive anyway. Like he's, oh yeah, he's aggressive it's, by it's nature. His nature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's aggressive by nature, not only on the golf course but also on social media and with high school <laughs> girls. Um, anyway, when you when you when you you know if you stack rank strokes gained aggression, Grayson Murray <laughs> is numero uno. So I don't, you know, I think he's going to come out swinging. And I'll take the risk there with Murray. The second guy I like is at 6,200, Wesley Bryan, another first-timer. Uh, he's, he's been there. He got there this weekend. He's been taking in the sights I see on social media and stuff, so good for him. But I think, you know, putting and wedge game, right? Like, those are the things that got Wesley Bryan to the Web.com Tour, made him a winner on the Web.com Tour three times to get the Battlefield exemption on the PGA Tour. Made him a winner on the PGA Tour is the short game, the wedge play, and the putting. So to me, Wesley Bryan is totally in play at sixty two hundred bucks. Um, and those are those are the two guys I'm going to plant my flag on. But now, Pat, we have to discuss one and done. We cannot forget one and done like we did last year a lot. No, it's huge. So the it's Gups huge. Corner one and done, which is a big deal now because there's like twelve hundred people in this thing. You know, and we're already at a disadvantage because we have to give our one and done pick on Monday night when we record this podcast. And then I feel bad if we change it because we tell people what we're going to do. And then if we change it, they're going to be like, oh, you change your one and done. So we're already at a disadvantage because everybody's going to know who we're picking. And we don't know who everybody else is picking, but that's just how it is. Just this is how it goes. In a one-and-done, in a field like this, I think this is a great opportunity to play a guy. You know, if you think about one-and-done, right? Like, I think there's 36 events that we're going to pick this for. I believe that's right. Mm-hmm. For Gup's Corner thing. So, 36 players. You know, ask yourself, like, do I have, do I have to play this guy, right? Like, if you were to pick 36 guys, 
you know, you don't ha- you don't have to go play like Morgan Hoffman, you know, at a tournament, right? Like he should never be one of the thirty six players that you're going to play. Okay, but I do think at a tournament like this, a no cut event, thirty something guys, you know, you're guaranteed to get money from your guy. I think this is a spot where you take a little risk and you take one of those guys that you you're pretty confident you're not going to play any other at any other point of the season. I don't think I don't think this is where you waste a Brooks Kepka. As much as I love Brooks, and if I were going to play a stud, he would be my one and done stud for this tournament. But I think you got to go. I think you got to I think you got to play a guy that you're likely not to play or or you're you're not going to be mad at yourself that you don't have him in your pool come August. You know what I mean? Do you agree or what's what's going to be your strategy for one and done? You know, I you kind of changed my mind a little bit. Oh, I convinced your, because you. Because I was, here, huh? I'm, I was really feeling like going just guns blazing. Because I felt like last year I just slow played it and and would wait on guys and wait on guys and then I just I, I don't know and and we both didn't do particularly well. We last year. okay that we do need to talk about that. We both sucked at one and done. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like I say, we're at a disadvantage because we have to say our picks early. But listen, people, we suck at one and done. We did last year. Now maybe this year we get good at it, but last year we. I feel like we practiced in the off season pretty well. We did. But we we looked at some strategies, and if you're new to one and done, you you hit on something there. If you're new to one and done, saving the big studs does not necessarily pay off all the time. Like you run out of tournaments quick, right? Yes. Don't don't be left at the end of thirty six events holding on to studs. So that's key. That's important. Which so, is which is part of my thinking in this tournament because he, you know, you, you had a guy like JT come out and and win this last year, and and I'm sure not a lot of people they wanted to maybe save him. I don't know, but um, man. So all right, you want me to do mine? Go ahead and do yours. All right, I'm going with a guy who's been here before, who has won on the West Coast swing before, who. <laughs> is long enough off the tee, who is a putting just stud, absolute putting stud, okay? And who has an experienced caddy on the bag. And he's also a Georgia Bulldog. Russell Henley is my one and done for the Century Tournament of Champions. I like it. So, and here's where you got me is when you're talking about, because, yeah, everybody in this field does make some money. So at first I was thinking, you know what, I might go DJ. But I feel like I, I, I really got to save him because he, he is my favorite player in the field this week. You're getting but live, go, you're getting live uh, uh, thought process. Thought process from Pat right here, folks. This is, this is a rare, this is rare. A lot of synapses firing in Pat's brain right now. And that, that is very rare. Yeah, it's going, it's, it's pretty crazy right now. Um, I'm going to roll J- Jason Dufford. So I'm going to go opposite your Bulldog, and okay. I'm going to go with with an Auburn Tiger. Auburn. I'm going to go Jason Duffner. I, I like him this week. He he is one of my favorite plays. So, And, and he's a bigger name, that, one of those names that I might have saved for later. But I think I'm going to go Duff this week. All right, there you have it. The first podcast of 2018 in the books. It was a long one, but we had a lot to cover, and we had a short field, so we might as well get all the other stuff out now. Please, please, please download the show. Leave us a review. Get in on that Masters contest. $250 in the Pro Shop Masters Week. A lot of people don't get to do that. We got you. So do that. 
Watch the video from Roto Grinders. It'll come out Tuesday afternoon. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook if you haven't already. We appreciate it. We are pumped about 2018. We wish you guys green screens for the Century Tournament of Champions. DFS Golf is back. The sweat is back. Let's go make this happen. Let's go win some monies. Have a great week. See ya! Out! Point out the colors of you, I see them too, and boy, I like them, I like them, I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate, we out here vibing, we vibing, we vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.